episode, I'm privileged to speak with the founder of Book Thinkers and the author of Rise of the Reader. We will discuss how to master our reading habits and apply what we learn. Welcome to the show, Nick. How are you doing? I am doing very well. I love your energy. Can I actually ask you the first question on the podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, please. No problem. All right. What is your favorite book of all time? Oh, my favorite book of all time. I mean, I don't have a favorite book of all time. It changes over and over. But the first book I read this year will be my favorite book for this episode, and that's Atomic Habits. Yeah, that's a good book. From James Clare. I was it I mean it has been recommended to me several times, and my brother happened to visit me. And he was reading the book. He finished reading the book. And I told him, you're not leaving my apartment with this book. And I have to read it also. And it became my favorite book. Oh, I love that. Yeah. One of my favorite concepts from that book is that every action you take is a vote for the person you're becoming. And so I think Mm. about that a lot because it's like where I am today is a result of everything I've been doing for the last couple of years. So if I want to change what my life looks like in the future, I have to change my habits today. So it creates a little bit of urgency. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, this compound effect, basically. I actually read a book about compound effects, too. I've forgotten the author's name right now. That, that used to be my former favorite book. I'll try to remember his name. Darren um, Hardy. So read it. Exactly. Thank you, Darren Hardy. Yes. I mean, reading that book also, you know, about compound effects, about the smallest things you can do and how they compound over time, over time, over time. One percent becomes one point zero one percent and it increases that way. And before you know it, you have, you know, way ahead of what you want to even do in your life. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Well, thank you for indulging my curiosity to kick off the show today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much that's, that's something new to me that's and that's a privilege thank you <laughs> oh yeah of course so so in this episode i would love us to you know talk about your new book that's coming out on the 1st of november and um before recording i said oh we have that in common because we're also scheduled to release a book 1st of november um but our own book is we will not be teaching you how to be a reader and how to go into reading habits Actually, you might need Nick's book first before you read our book. <laughs> you, might, you might need how to you might need you might need to read that book first to learn how to you know read properly and you know to learn those strategies before you can pick up um, our own book and then you know use apply this knowledge basically in reading our book and other books you read in the future. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Nick, I would just like you to to tell us what inspired you to write to write now at this time nine years after you know you started going into personal development? Well, when I started nine years ago, um, I didn't know any of the things that I know today, right? So when I was reading back then, I was excited, I was passionate, but I didn't really take much action on the books I was reading. Today, I know exactly how to get the most out of every single book that I read. And so I wrote this book because over the years, I've been building my community, Book Thinkers, And we do about a million impressions a month on Instagram. We have a big community of people. And I've been asked the same questions a thousand times. How do I pick the right book? How do I take good notes? How do I retain more from the books I'm reading? How do I implement more and take better action? And so I thought, you know what? I've got to write a book on this subject. I I kind of wish somebody else did so I could have just pointed them in that direction because I never wanted to be... Uh, a writer, but I just, you know what, I sat back over the last couple of years and I built this book. So it is a little bit meta, right? A book about books, a book about how to read and implement information. But I'm telling you, once you read my book, by the time you're finished, you'll know how to get more from the other books like Atomic Habits that you're reading. So 
I just, I can't wait for this to be out there. Yes, yes, and we are super excited about it. And um, just, you know, as a teaser, basically, I would love us to talk a little bit about what's in your book. Um, the first question would be, like, can you, like, walk us through some reading habits that we need to master? Like, if a listener right now is to pick up your book, what are some reading habits he has to already have mastered so that he can get the most out of your book? Well, you mentioned, you mentioned something already, which is the idea of the compound effect by Darren Hardy, that small steps in the right direction over a long period of time will lead to disproportionately positive outcomes, right? So when I think about reading, I think let's start small. Let's start small, slow, and consistent. And that could be as little as 15 minutes a day. So one of the concepts that I teach in my book is to schedule reading time in your calendar. Now, if anybody in the audience today is like, hey, I'm not much of a reader, like just a little bit of patience. And I promise I'll talk about the value too, because when I was growing up, I was not much of a reader either. So <clears throat> when somebody tells me like, hey, Nick, I'm not much of a reader, I can't find time to read. Like that's so hard to find time to read. I love to say if I paid you $10,000 or 10,000 euros to read a book by the end of the month, do you think you could do it? And that same person is like, well, I could read five, you know, so they've fallen into my <laughs> trap. It's not a question of whether or not you can read, but it's a question of whether or not you value it enough to prioritize it in your calendar. Once you do value it though, like if you're like, oh, hey, Nick and Toby, they're talking about all this amazing information. Like I wanna start reading 15 minutes twice a day. Replace a little bit of social media in the morning and a little bit of Netflix or HBO or whatever, or football in the evening with reading a good book. 15 minutes twice a day. That's a half an hour a day. That's manageable. Everybody can manage that. And if you're just starting out, 30 minutes is probably 20 pages. So 20 pages mm -hmm. over five days, that's 100 pages a week. Most of these books, they're only about 200 pages on average these days. So that's a book every two weeks. That's 26 books just by replacing, 26 books a year, just by replacing a little bit of social media in the morning with reading and a little bit of Netflix in the evening with reading a great book. So I think that's step number one is we need to schedule time into our calendar. Slow and steady wins the race. Just a little bit of reading twice a day and magical things start to happen. just a little bit yes i mean 15 minutes 30 minutes a day and that's enough basically to cover a number of books in a year yeah yeah and earlier you talked about you know taking notes also like now you've encouraged me motivated me to start reading books but then i want to be able to take notes so like i can retain everything that i, I learn or everything i'm reading What's the best way to take notes? Is there like a way or magic behind that or a skill behind that? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll go even earlier into the process first, and it will help kind of make sense for what to take notes on. So each and every time I read a book, I set an intention for the book that I'm reading. When I first started, I would just read a book and hope that it was going to change my life. But as I continued to learn about neuroscience and sort of cognitive behavior and getting most from the books, I realized that we get a ton of inputs to our brain, but only a small number of them actually make it past our filtering system. So we need to filter for the right information. Each one of these books has the power to change our life if we know how to look for the right information. 
So by setting an intention, we tell our brain what to filter for. And so let's say we were reading a book on communication, how to improve our communication. Don't just read the book. Say, I'm looking to find and implement at least two communication strategies that I can use at work by the end of October. Now, write that intention on the inside cover of the book and review it each time you read a few more pages. Don't take notes on anything that interests you. Only take notes on things related to your intention because you want to take realistic action. I think sometimes we take too many notes and they're all over the place and they're related to different things. And then as a result, we're overwhelmed and we don't take any action. So small, manageable steps in the right direction, that's what we're looking for. And that, that formula that I just gave you, it follows the SMART goal framework. So a SMART goal is something that is specific, it's measurable, it's attainable, meaning it's realistic. It's relevant, so you're emotionally connected to it, and it's time-bound. You give yourself a deadline. So find and implement at least two communication strategies that I can use at work by the end of October because I know that communication is important in everything that I do, and the better I can become, the more money I can make, the more people I can serve, right? So you're emotionally connected to it. And then as you're reading you're filtering for those two communication strategies that you can implement by the end of the month. That's all you should take notes on, just finding those two mm. things. And I think that's that's how you read and take action. It has to be realistic. Yes, I believe that's true. Like what you just said right now um, for me makes a lot of sense because certain intention helps you to exactly know what you're looking for in your book and also helps you to know what to take note of. Like they become very obvious to you as the pages go by because you've set your intention. Okay, I want to improve my communication skills, for example. And once I've set that intention in my mind, then every page I read about in a book about communication, I'll begin to get points. I'll begin to get nuggets. I'll begin to get, you know, the things I have to take into action or take um, into consideration to improve my communication skills. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And that's how you do it, right? So like when I'm reading this book on communication... Another thing that I like to teach people is not to multitask. So reading and note-taking, those are two totally separate activities. And so Mm. if you task switch between them, you're kind of inefficient. But if you could just read and quickly make a note of anything that you think is related to your intention, like just circle a page number, highlight something real quick, don't stop your reading because you'll fall out of that deep work flow state. And then once you're done with the whole book, go back through a second time and then reflect on the things that you highlighted related to your intention. So maybe by the end of the book, you've highlighted 10 different potential actions like to improve your communication that you could take. Well, here's the secret. Not every action is created equal. We don't have to implement everything. My guess is in most scenarios, from my experience, 20% of those potential actions are worth more than the other 80%. And so Mm. what I like to do is I like to say, which one of these potential actions that I can implement is worth the most to me and is the easiest to implement by the end of October, right? My goal, my deadline. So only implement a couple of things. So I go through the whole book. I mark everything off that's related to my intention. Then I go back a second time. I rewrite those actions and then I decide... Mm. Which two of these do I want to take action on right now? And again, if we try to take action on too much, it can be overwhelming. And as a result, we don't move fast, 
right? We don't implement anything. We just get overwhelmed. I remember the first time I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, I had like 100 notes. That's not realistic to retain 100 things, but it is realistic to retain two things, right? That's kind of how I think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How many books would you say you've read so far? Um, From the age of 20, when you got into personal development, up to now, at this time of recording, you're 29, you said. um, How many books do you think you've read? And which of the books would you say has changed your life the most? Yeah, I've read about 500. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, and I think that... uh, I think that maybe 5% of those have had a bigger impact than the other 95%, right? So I kind of have like a, we'll call it 25 books that have really changed everything for me. And I'll mention a couple today. We already talked about one, which is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Because again, it's, it's the same thought. Like how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. How do you implement a book? One action at a time. Small, manageable actions it removes any anxiety or like overwhelm. And so I think that's a really important book for everybody that's listening today or watching today. Um, For any business owners out there, anybody that owns a small business or works in a small business, I love $100 million offers by Alex Hormozzi. I mean, it's such an amazing book on helping you increase your average deal size and build a bigger business. So that's one of my favorites. Um, If you're looking to travel the world and build a business, like maybe you have this idea for a business, but you're not really sure how to get started, I recommend The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. It's such an amazing book, and I owe everything that I have today uh, to what I learned inside of that book. Tim basically says that reality is negotiable. You can design a life that is uniquely fulfilling to you. You don't have to fit in society's box, right? You could do something unique. And I used that book to sort of build my life. There's a a great book called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. It teaches you five core lessons. My favorite one is the reciprocal nature or the reciprocal relationship between giving and receiving. Like the more you give, the more you can receive, which then gives you more to give. So um, that's been a really important book for me. And, uh, I love The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's a book that teaches you how to state your intentions to the universe so that the universe can conspire to assist you. Um, But listen, man, I've read books on health, on personal finance, on happiness, you know, mindset. Like I have so many favorite books, uh, but those are some, uh, some of my favorites that I just mentioned. Yeah, thanks so much for, for sharing. One, one of the random questions I'd like to ask is, do you like to read paperback, hardcover, or ebooks? Physical paper books are my favorite. Um, I do listen to some audiobooks as well because I spend time in the car. But 80% of the inputs to our brain are visual, right? So mm-hmm. the other senses only make up the remaining 20%. So by default, if you're reading a Kindle or a paperback or a hardcover book, like it's already better than audio. I just, I love the feel of the paper. I love taking notes, right? And highlighting right inside of the book. I love having the books on my bookshelves as like trophies um, to remind yeah. me of the person that, you know, I'm becoming, reinforce positive behavior. So although I think the Kindle is more efficient, like you can highlight and export your notes, um, you can have a thousand books, you know, in your hand rather than like only one or two. <laughs> 
Um, I have heavy backpacks and suitcases when I travel because I love paper books. What about you? What, what's your preference? I mean, I love paperback also. Like, uh, I, I'm, also, I'm so blessed. I get, you know, gifted a lot of paperback books from guests on the podcast also. And I enjoy, you know, just having the feeling of sitting down somewhere without any screen in front of me and just a book, basically, and maybe a cup of tea also. I, I really enjoy that. But like you also made mention of, recently I started thinking of digitalizing everything all. Like, you know, maybe reading everything on an, on an iPad, for example, or a tablet, for example, so that I could have more books and if I'm moving places or traveling, I don't have to carry um, some kilos or pounds of, of books around with me. Yeah, it is funny yeah. how that works. You mentioned tea. What What's your favorite kind of tea to drink? Oh, I have various ones. I like black tea a lot, then green tea also. And um, yeah, also a lot with um, ginger and yeah, those kind of teas basically. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> drink- I like that. I also drink a lot of coffee, so... Um, that's why I was asking. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of person that 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 does both. Like in the morning, I start with coffee, <laughs> and I drink coffee till three p.m. So I could have maybe three cup of coffee a day, and from three p.m. till now, I have a cup of tea right here <laughs> with me. Till so I go to bed, I I just end up drinking tea, like black tea, green tea, um, g- ginger tea, any um any kind of um. About tea also, and then, yeah, then my day's over. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, me too. Right now, I only have water with me, though, but yeah, it's important to stay hydrated. In fact, that's actually one of the things that I wrote about inside of my book. So in my book, Rise of the Reader, the first half is all about strategies for mastering your reading habits and, and applying what you learn. The second half details over 100 things that I've implemented from the books I've read. And they're broken into healthy habits, wealthy habits, and happy habits. And so one of my favorite health habits is actually to drink more water or tea, for instance, because 80% of Americans, and I'm sure it's the same in Europe, 80% of Americans are chronically dehydrated, drinking far less than the uh, recommended amount of water every day. And so, you know, some of the bad things that happen when you don't drink enough water or fluids, tea, you know, you get headaches and... Um, it can lead to all sorts of bad things over time. So, you know, it's that's why I brought it up. Like, I just wanted to highlight that the book covers some things like drink more water as well. Yeah, yes, yes. I mean, you you talk, you touch a lot on, on you know, LD habits too from the preview I've read so far. And I really appreciate that you, you don't just cover like, okay, reading, but you cover like almost every aspect of life basically, like improve your health, improve your, your, your mental health also and skills basically on how to become a better person in life and that leads me to my my next question like when a reader picks up you know your book reads it and takes notes notes to you know retain all the points and knowledge that has been learned um how can we then take the next step of turning all of this knowledge into action what do we have to do to translate all of this into action Yes, uh, a number of things. So, right, you set an intention, you only take notes on things that are related to your intention, you rewrite those notes, you find a couple of things that you want to implement. And then from there, I have a number of recommendations in the book. Um, We can cover a couple of them. One of my favorite ones is actually to measure your activity with an online activity tracking system. So I built one from scratch. It's totally free. It's available to anybody that buys the book. 
And it basically helps you track your activity. So you plug the activity into the tracker and then it measures your activity Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You set a goal for how many times you want to take action and then it measures the whole thing for you. So by putting that, that action into a system that you update daily, it constantly reminds you to take better action. And then if you can add that to an accountability group, so meet with your most motivated friends one time per week and talk about the things that you're taking action on, right? Like if we really are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with, shouldn't we rise with our best friends, right? Like talk about these subjects with them, talk about the books that we're reading and the things that we're working on in our business and our health and our happiness and our personal finances. So those are all things that I really pay attention to. And, and so kind of in summary there, put, put your actions into an activity tracker and then have your friends hold you accountable to taking action on what you say you're going to do. Those are two of my favorite ways to get more from the books that we're reading and take better action. Yes, I love that point of accountability, like having friends to be accountable to, having platforms or devices to be accountable to, uh, they're very important. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one thing I could add to that, sorry, um, is this reward system. I don't know if you have any any opinion on this. Like for, for workouts too, for example, like I work out at home and I have an app that, you know, tracks my workout for me. And it tells me, oh, you are 10 days on track, basically, or you are 20 days on track. And it gives me like a virtual award. And I'm like, yes, yes, I achieved something today. I did, and that, that motivates me in some way sometimes in my lazy days to, you know, just push through, pull on and, you know, carry on with, you know, being on track with my fitness goal. I don't know if, if, if you have any opinion on that with reading also or other areas of life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So in the tracking system that I just mentioned uh, that we built, it has the number of weeks in a row that you've accomplished a goal. So just like uh, the fitness app that you use or like Fitbit with tracking the number of steps that you have every day, like let's say you've, you've hit your reading goal 10 weeks in a row mm. and it's Sunday and you, and you haven't read your 10 pages yet or whatever. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to get it done. And then you look at your tracker and you're like, oh, but I would ruin a 10-week streak of hitting this every single week. Like, let me just get it done real quick. So, yeah, it definitely, mm. I think when you have momentum, it forces you to take better action. And, you, you know, you also have your accountability group holding you accountable as well. Like, imagine if on your fitness app, you also had some friends being like, hey, 10 days in a row, that's amazing. Like, make sure you get it in today. Um and then gamifying it by having like those rewards as well. I think that's a big piece of it too. Yes, I believe that. Yeah, that's good. Um, we've talked so much uh, around your book a little bit. Um, and I'm not sure the listeners know where to get the book or how to get the book. So I just love you to plug that in right now so that we can know what to do in order to get the book. Yeah, so here's what I like to say. If first off, if anybody wants a custom book recommendation from me, so if you want to DM me about a problem you're facing or a skill that you want to develop or a topic that you want to learn more about, DM me at bookthinkers on Instagram, and I'll provide you a custom book recommendation. And I will even act as your accountability partner and follow up with you to see if you've read the book. So I wanted to throw that in there real quick because playing this like book matchmaker role is one of my favorite things to do. Now, on top of that, you can click the link in our bio and find the book. So that's kind of the easiest way to make it happen. Go to Instagram, click the link in the bio, make it happen. It should be available in all sorts of places. 
um, after November 1st. For right now, I think it's only available on Amazon, but it should be available internationally soon um, in tons of different places. So yeah, uh, yeah, any online store, Rise of the Reader. Yes, Rise of the Reader. I'm going to place a link to your Instagram in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to visit your Instagram page, follow you on Instagram, and click on the link. Um, there you'll find three links. The link to the website, the link to pre-order the book if you are listening to this before it's released, and also to enter for, you know, 500 book giveaway that you are so generous to do also. Um, so I'll place a link just there for anyone who is interested. So just click on the link and get the book. I'll get across to Nick also. That'll be awesome. So Nick, you know, you've, you, you got into this personal development game or journey when you were 20 and now you, you've, years afterwards. I would just like to know if you reflect back, if you think back on your journey so far, like how has the world of personal development changed your life? I mean, it's changed everything. So here I am, I'm 29 years old. I just got married to my wife this year. Over the last couple of years, we've traveled to 25 different countries, sometimes for up to three months at a time. We just bought our house. Um, soon we're starting a family. I'm as healthy as a 29-year-old person could be. I'm as happy as a 29-year-old person can be. Um, my personal finances are great. I have a growing business now that has 10 people on our team. We work with hundreds of authors a year. And all of it, I mean, really all of it, I owe to the personal development books that I've read and implemented. And, and here's why. A great book condenses decades of somebody else's lived experience into days of reading. So yeah, I'm 29, but like over the last 10 years, I've read thousands of years of other people's experiences, thousands. And I get to condense all of that into the last 10 years of my life. So every single time I have a problem, I read a book about it and I solve that problem. Like it's the best life hack that there is. So I kind of think about it like this. Over, over, all, of human, all, over all of humanity... There have been about 100 billion people that have lived. And millions of them have written books about how they overcame problems in their lives or developed skills or something in between. And thousands of those books are probably relevant to the same problems that we're dealing with today. Now, the following math is kind of scary. If you're dealing with a problem on a daily basis, over the next 30 years, you're going to deal with it 11,000 times, right? 30 times 365, 11,000. So you might as well invest $20 in a few hours of your time reading about how somebody else overcame that problem, spend the next 100 days fixing it in your life and not have to deal with it 10,900 more times, right? So that's what I've done in my life. Every health-related issue, every money-related issue, every mental health-related issue, every head, all of it, mindset, I just read about how somebody else figured it out and then I implemented it in my own life. And so, yeah, I, I just, the reason I'm so passionate about this is because life doesn't have to be so hard. Like you can live a good life. Other people have figured it out and then they detailed how they figured it out in a book and you can read it for, for free a lot of times at public libraries and, and online or for a couple dollars like or euros. You just can't, you can't beat that. Um, so yeah, books have changed everything for me.
thank you so much, Nick. I really appreciate your presence and your time on this episode. And I've learned a lot from you um, in this conversation. I've learned about the importance of reading. I've learned the reading habits that we need to implement so I can read better. And I've also learned, you know, what to do in terms of taking notes in order to retain what I've read and also the importance of taking all of these notes and putting them into action. And your book will be released on the 1st of November. I encourage everyone out there who is listening to follow you on Instagram, get on your, on, on the, um, you know, on your website, find out information about how to get the book and get the book, read the book, and also get across to you on Instagram into your DM where you could help them to, you can match them up with books to read, basically. As a closing remark, I don't know if you have anything you, you still love to share that we've not talked about. I will just say that the right book at the right time can change your life. And if you choose not to read these books, then you're choosing to live under your potential. So read, go read something good. That's my, that's my closing remark. Go read something good. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate this. It was wonderful speaking with you. Wow. wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.